ಕಾಲಿಂದೀ ಫುಲ್ಲ ಕಮಲೆ ಮಾಧವೇನು ಕ್ರೀಡಾರತ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಾನಂದ ನಮಸ್ತುಭ್ಯಂ ಸದ್ಗುರೋಲೋಕನಾಯಕ ಓಂ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ವಿ ಬಾವ್ ಡೌನ್ ಟು ಸ್ವಾಮಿ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಾನಂದ ಹೂ ಇಸ್ ದ ಲೀಡರ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಮ್ಯಾನ್ ಕೈಂಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದ ಟ್ರೂ ಸ್ಪಿರಿಚುವಲ್ ಟೀಚರ್ ಗುರು ವಿ ಸ್ಯಾಲ್ಯೂಟ್ ಹಿಮ್ ಹೂ ಡ್ಯಾನ್ಸಸ್ ವಿತ್ ದ ಲಾರ್ಡ್ ಮಾಧವ ಆನ್ ದ ಫುಲ್ ಬ್ಲೂಮ್ ಲೋಟಸ್ ಓವರ್ ದಿ ರಿವರ್ ಕಾಲ್ ಇನ್ ದಿ ದ ಜಮುನಾ ಓಂ ಪೀಸ್ 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 ಬಿಯನ್ ಟು ಅಸ್ ಆಲ್ so today because next sunday will be our sami brahmananda maharaj's birthday celebration so today we'll remember sami brahmananda maharaj he is as the spiritual dynamo that is the topic today so function of a dynamo it generates electricity and when electricity is generated it does not do it for own purpose only but it is for the good of others so we find sami brahmananda was a spiritual dynamo he produced spiritual current they are already full in themselves but still they went through underwent through some spiritual practices sadhanas and then gave it to the whole humanity to remove the negativity the sufferings the pain and agonies of ignorance from the heart of human beings and this power is inexhaustible power because its origin is infinite its origin is that timeless eternal blissful reality and this human life is really a wonderful gift of god to all of us to bring out that potential power and energy but how to do it we need that guidance and if it is properly can generate that spirituality within then its joy remains perpetual in our life and also it soothes our heart and soul and it helps others to be free from bondage also that is called the jivan mukta stage has can be achieved by the touch even of this type of spiritual dynamo like brahmananda and it has really how many spiritual souls have been awakened and silently its impact went on into the lives of people that is numerous <coughs> who will count them So Swami Brahmananda was such a dynamo who bestowed freedom, peace and joy to the seekers of truth. 
and still continuing that work, even he is not physically present. Only our question is to be get connected with that reality and that spiritual dynamo. One thing we find that even it is the they are all perfected souls. They came to Sri Ramakrishna, but they don't need any spiritual practice. But we surprisingly find that they engage themselves in tremendous spiritual practices under the guidance of Sri Ramakrishna. This is have a they have their struggle. Though they are perfect, as I said, but they come taking the imperfections of us just to show that we need to do something to find out that source of spiritual treasure within. And it grew only by earnest yearning and prayers and cry for God. They had to even show that mind in our spiritual life we find that there is some gloominess. Sometimes we do spiritual practice and we find it is no inspiration. It is dry. There we find that even in the lives of Swami Brahmananda and others, we find that same type of dryness, sometimes lack of enthusiasm comes. That is to show how they overcome it. Talking, theoretical talks are enough. We can give big talks and lectures. But it does not do anything. When we find the practical means and the yearning in their heart which helps us to transcend that weakness. So in Brahmananda Swami's life we find that the two facets. One facet is that as a spiritual aspirant is struggling to realize the truth and that sincere yearning and then after attaining that wisdom and knowledge distributing that spiritual treasure to others by their presence, by their look, by their touch. That is the beauty of Swami Brahmananda. They don't, they are not very found very easily in this life. Easily, no Brahmanandas are born every day. They are very special gift to the world. But their impact continues to help us. So we find that in his training period, we can look at Swami Brahmananda in two perspectives. That one is that how to grow in spirituality under the guidance of a teacher like Sri Ramakrishna. And at the same time, how they distributed this wisdom and helped so many souls to come out of the troubles of life and met them Brahma Gyanis. In this country, how many Swamis 
but particularly here Swami Prabhuvananda ji and others in all the western uh, hemisphere, the sadhus who came, they're all mostly Swami Brahmananda Maharaj's disciple. And they did wonders. It's by the power of the dynamo which the spiritual current generated in Swami Brahmananda given to the West through these great Swamiji's. That's a great contribution to the world. It is the question that it is not talk, it is a giving the life. It is not the number of people, but it is the sincere people who are really craving for God and God-realization. That's why we find in Vedanta, we don't find many people. Because it is intense. It is such intensity of spiritual practice and to deepen and to absorb that spirituality and to become a dynamo. That is the goal of this Vedanta movement here. So we find that when uh, Sri Ram, in the early days, Brahmananda Maharaj, his Rakhal, uh, was uh, is coming to Sri Ramakrishna, and then Sri Ramakrishna is guiding his life. We find that by the touch of love of Sri Ramakrishna, he is getting overwhelmed. At the same time, he is inspiring them, taking away the sleep from their night sleep and asking them to do dive deep into the meditation and prayer. We find that it is Sri Ramakrishna trained Swami Brahmananda, his spiritual son, because of his intense love for God, because he was pure and sincere and perfect in his earnestness and the utmost renunciation and austerity which they can continue in their life. Once Sri Ramakrishna is talking to Rakhal, Rakhal said, Sir, I don't always get the inspiration. My heart seems dry and I feel emptiness. And Sri Ramakrishna is instructing him, make your mind to practice spiritual disciplines. Then enthusiasm will come naturally. Those who are farmers by birth and occupation do not and cannot give up farming just because the crops fail. You must be regular in your practice. As if it seems that we know this instruction, we have heard this instruction many times, but it is surprising that the same instruction is given to Swami Brahmananda. In return, Brahmananda Swami gave that instruction several times to us so that we understand that spiritual life is to be earned. It is to get over our weaknesses, our, our samaskaras. That's why the practice to practice spiritual disciplines Make your mind to practice spiritual disciplines, then enthusiasm will come naturally. We think that we will be enthused to do that, 
But instruction is just opposite. It is dry. I don't find any interest. And Sri Ramakrishna said, enthusiasm will come because of the practice. And those, like what? Like the farmers, in early days, people used to wait for the rain to come and then farming will start. So when I will be enthusiastic and when there will be all environment will be favorable, then I shall start practicing spiritual discipline. Like instant spirituality, what we <laughs> all want. $1,000 and you get samadhi. Then you touch with this and you get uplifted in high flights of spirituality. This, this Ramakrishna order, this Brahmananda, this Vivekananda, they don't uh, promote th such uh, uh, shortcuts. I do not know, is there any shortcut like that? Maybe by God's grace one can get a little touch of that mood, but people are running for that. Even now, how many people are searching for the truth in that way? But it is the sincere practice is then those who are that farmer's attitude and they cannot give up farming because I don't have my good meditation today because my mind was distracted today. Oh, I am doing for five months, five years, six years, same mantra, same practice. Uh, there is no such thing. With more enthusiasm it is to be continued and then will come the joy. And you must be regular in your practice. And then that story you know, Naturally, frustration comes when he's a, he's a young boy and Ramakrishna used to love him very dearly. So one day he was massaging the feet of Sri Ramakrishna with a oil container, in a, in a oil bottle probably. And he was pestering Sri Ramakrishna to have. And Ramakrishna scolded him a little bit. Why are you so impatient? Do practice. <laughs> then he got really upset and he left his massaging and threw away the bottle and then ran away to, to just get out of this Dakshineshwar uh, campus. Then when he was going away and he reached the gate, main gate and he was paralyzed and he could not move a step further. Then Ramakrishna sent his uh, nephew Ramlal and said, Please go and bring him back. Then Rakhal came back and said, Did you see? Can you go beyond the limit? I have made a circle around you. You cannot go beyond that. And then after this episode, after a short time, suddenly he saw. He went one day, Ramakrishna is going to the Makali's temple. And um, Rakhal also followed. And then Rakhal was sitting in the big hall facing the Makali's temple. And suddenly Maharaj saw. What he saw? Maharaj saw the shrine grow strangely luminous. The illumination increased in strength. And until it was as bright as the sun itself, but mellow, not dazzling. 
this light began to pour through the door of the shrine and seemed about to engulf Rakhal. He was on the verge of losing consciousness and seeing that he ran away and into the room of Sri Ramakrishna. And after some time Sri Ramakrishna came back to his own room and found Rakhal there. And he said that, look, you will pester for spiritual experiences and when something comes you will run away. What can I do for you? Then Rakhal understood that it is spirituality, they, they, like Ramakrishna, like Brahmananda, they can give. But we need our preparation. This is more important point, that we are to equip ourselves to hold that spiritual current. It is an example, such a spiritual giant, if they get frightened with the vision and experience, suddenly when it comes, what happens to ordinary people like us? Therefore, it is important what a, the lesson is here, that it needs the spiritual disciplines with enthusiasm and continuous practice is necessary for the growth in spiritual life. And that we find, we find that after Sri Ramakrishna is passing away also, they are restlessly practicing spiritual disciplines, austerity, forgetting the whole world, forgetting their own comforts, luxuries, needs, forgetting their home, their friends, their relations, only intoxicated in God and God and God. That is the point that for God-realization that is necessary. And even after that when the question comes that where is, why they are doing still spiritual practices? There is also very great value in that. He said that Ramakrishna gave us everything. Vijay Krishna Goswami asked Rakhal Maharaj, Brahmananda Maharaj, after Ramakrishna is passing away, still he is engaged in austerities and deep spiritual practice. Then the question, Vijay Krishna Goswami, he asked, uh, Maharaj, why are you doing like this? You are, you are full in yourself. And in the touch of Sri Ramakrishna, you got everything. And you are already have everything. Why are you practicing these things? He says, yes, I got it, but I am making it my own. The treasure my own. That's why he did it afterwards, no? Just by sitting over there, they can transmit the spiritual current. Looking at someone can give the experience of the spiritual life. So that's why the practice of spiritual discipline, what we learn from this, is very important. It is not. Uh, it is not that in one day uh, we all hope to have some light and vision and experience. It's not important. Many people don't get light and vision and experience like the visions and seeing light and seeing something. But it is a transformation of character. Uh, and when the transformation comes, when that inner transformation comes, the overflow of love comes overflow of seeing oneness comes and we'll hear that the, the, the natural inclination will be to serve others, 
to do good to others. That will be not to others, but it will be a spontaneous flow will come from the heart to see the world in a different perspective. So this is very important. And the restlessness will come in life. Of course, we may say, there was Ramakrishna who is for us. Huh? I don't think they are gone. They are still here. If we really struggle, their grace, their kindness comes in different ways. Another incident, we find that Sri Ramakrishna uh, was doing something for him. Uh, he was feeling restless and disappointed. And says that my mind is becoming so restless and how can I control this? Then Sri Ramakrishna, the world teacher, he came and uh, touched some on the finger, uh, touched in his, in his tongue, wrote something. And by the finger, Rakhal become free from all distractions. Sri Ramakrishna uh, gave him special mantra. And after mantra, when he's practicing, he's not having the vision and he's become dis discouraged. Then again, Sri Ramakrishna one day said, Look, touched him and said, Look, there is your chosen ideal. And he had the concrete vision of his chosen ideal walking as it were, living in front of him. Sri Ramakrishna taught many kinds of spiritual discipline to Swami Brahmananda in private and in solitude. But he had his ecstatic experiences again and again. Uh, Ramakrishna pointed out that Rakhal had his first ecstasy here at this point in Balaram Bose's house. And he was so absorbed that after some time Sri Ramakrishna had to bring him down to the outer consciousness, touched him and brought him to the external consciousness. See, Swami Brahmananda was in such love for God. You know, love and renunciation is the same word. We are frightened with the word renunciation that I... But if I use the word love for God, then it makes little comfortable for us. But it is actually tremendous love for God is the renunciation. Renunciation is not negative. To giving up, to going away. The mind does not go away. If I go away from the object, object may be dis in distance, but in mind there will be object. So, not that, but it is renunciation means so much love for God that mind cannot think of anything else. So we find that renunciation in Swami Brahmananda's life, we find that it came to such an intensity at one point of time that he could not tolerate any talk, worldly talk. People who are little worldly minded, he could not tolerate that type of association because his mind is rejecting that. That is called the renunciation, tremendous renunciation. We should have to understand these stories or these incidents where we find that the, what is needed for spiritual life. It is not an easy thing, as I said, with little sense of money, spending some money or going to some pilgrimage or doing little half an hour meditation in the morning and evening. 
this life of Brahmananda Swami and others teach us that we have to give a bigger sacrifice. And that is not a sacrifice. If you love God, then what is sacrifice? You get, we all give up little things for higher things. Is it a sacrifice? As I give the example, you get a job of 100,000 and you give up your $50,000 or $20,000 job. Are you sacrificing? Similarly, to get the infinite joy, what is renunciation? What is giving up? How much is giving up? So this is the spirit there. And Sri Ramakrishna said one time, then now the Rakhal is in such a mood that even he said, I don't like you sometimes. Even he does not like the company of Ramakrishna. Mane, just to understand the, what is spirituality. We talk about spirituality. We run from center to center, to church to church. But the question of spirituality is this. Tremendous love for God. Such an intensity that it is impossible. Even the holy people, like Ramakrishna, he said, uh, he didn't like even Ramakrishna's association. That means he wants to be totally absorbed. So Sri Ramakrishna appreciated that. that. And Sri Ramakrishna said, yes, I had the same situation for a long time. So this is the intensity what we, Sami Brahmananda wanted of us. And Rakhal had many visions, naturally. And Sami Bhigyanananda used to say, uh, gods and goddesses are true because... Maharaj sees them. Maharaj also, he was, Swami Bhigyanananda, Maharaj also used to see many visions. But about Brahmananda Maharaj's visions, he used to say, it proves that there are gods and goddesses because he sees them, he talks to them, interacts with them. And he also had developed many occult powers but did not pay any attention to them. Sri Ramakrishna's advice. Sri Ramakrishna said, it is easy to get the occult powers, but it, it is a distraction. It is to be utilized in proper way. It is very difficult. That's why he told Swami Brahmananda in future time, he told to Swami Sarvananda, it is easy to acquire occult powers, but hard indeed to attain purity in heart. See? That's why we don't need crowd. We need sincere people who should try to imbibe this spirituality. And that is very important. That's why Vedanta, sometimes we think that it will be a religion of the masses. Probably not because of its core, very, very serious type of um, idealism which it carries. It is not to criticize any other religion, but any other practices. That is for good for them. Every person is not in the same mental level. But the advice what Swami Brahmananda is giving, what he got from Sri Ramakrishna, occult power, People will change the whole world by occult power. Ramakrishna wanted to give his whole 
uh, occult power, whatever he has practiced in his whole life, to Narendranath, Vivekananda. And Sami Vivekananda said, I don't want it. Will it give me God realization? See the question. Will it give me God realization? He said, no. But by this, you will do great work in the world. Hey? So with that little spark of that occult power, people are doing wonderful things and hard, making big followers and things. But spiritual life, occult power, is an obstacle. And that is distracting the mind from the divine love to the mundane level. But it can be utilized for good cause. Christ did that. That's a different issue. But in, first of all, to be a dynamo and then you can do whatever. But don't use the occult power. So that is the message that says Sarvananda Swami got this advice from Maharaj that it is easy to acquire occult powers. But indeed, it is hard to attain purity in heart. As Christ said, and blessed are the pure in heart. So that purity, the purpose of life, to be extremely clean, and there is no dross, there is no attraction, there is no attachment to the petty things. We should be attached to something. We cannot be. So long we are human beings, we must have our attachment to either this or that. But the attachment for the petty thing versus attachment for the supreme, attachment for the infinite, attachment for God or infinite love and consciousness. So that is the call here. In his wandering days, we find that says he is doing such tremendous, Maharaj is doing tremendous austerities after even Ramakrishna's uh, passing away. During Ramakrishna's passing away, they did, we know that. That they are doing day and night with the inspiration of Swami Vivekananda. They were in Kashipur garden house and whole night they are awake and they are doing all these spiritual practices. Even after Sri Ramakrishna's passing, we find that the people like every of the, all the monastics, they started wandering, eh? go went on wandering here and there, and to intensify their spiritual life. So when in the Baranagar monastery we hear that tremendous type of austerities and spiritual discipline and practice of japa meditation continuously going on. Sri Ramakrishna enabled everyone to experience the transcendental state. They wished to win as a permanent position by their own effort. That's why after Ramakrishna was passing away, everyone got involved into deeper spiritual practices. And he wanted, Maharaj wanted to go to isolated places and then he went to Onkara, Onkareshwar where he remained in Samadhi, Nirvikalpa Samadhi, for six days and six nights. His body was saved because Swami Vivekananda sent Swami Subodhananda with him so that he will not be able to take care of himself. So this Subodhananda Swami will help him. And that was a wonderful thing that even in that Onkareshwar temple, you can go and of course no one knows where. I went once and it is in the 
in the, in the, they said in the first floor, in the top, there is a space where Maharaj stayed for continuously for so many days and six days he was totally absorbed in the Nirvikalpa Samadhi. He was in the, on the bank of the Godavari River near Panchavati. Three days and three nights he had the vision of Rama and Sita and absorbed in that mood of Samadhi. And it is such a mood of dispassion that one seeing his spirituality, one merchant came and wanted to give some money. Then he refused and this man was overwhelmed with his seeing the spiritual life of this Maharaj. And at that time his spirit was so high, he said, I don't need anything from anybody. The Lord is my only refuge. He will look after us. What type of dependence on God? So, we can go on. He used to live in God consciousness all the time. Now, now the question is that, what about he, what he gave? In his life he earned all these things by his own effort and with Sri Ramakrishna's direction, but it is not for his own benefit, but giving it to us. The great store of spirituality, that treasure, he gave it to the world. Swami Vivekananda commissioned by Sri Ramakrishna preached the Vedantic truth of oneness, established this Ramakrishna order. Not to add a new religion, new religion in, the dom- in, in, in this world again, but to invigorate the spirit of true religion in everyone's heart without converting them from their own spiritual disciplines. There we find that Swami Brahmananda became a great tool into that mission. It's really difficult for a person who is absorbed in this type of samadhi will be able to function in the world, but he keeping his whole mind in God, being new inspiration to serve God in man. What Swami Vivekananda started, he got involved into it directly and he started to promote that philosophy through this Ramakrishna order, being the first spiritual head of this organization. So he, I'll read from this Swami Prabhupada's book, This Eternal Companion. I think all of you have read again and again. This is our source book. But if you have not, I would suggest please purchase it today and don't miss it. Read it very well. (laughs) So here we find that One day, he told Swami Premanando, I was very happy in Vrindavan, but I left the holy city to come and live in the monastery here. I want to serve my brothers and mankind. See, that becomes the spontaneous effect of God-realization. That becomes the real 
manifestation of spirituality in a person who has realized God. That I was very happy in Vrindavan, in my own spirituality, but I left the holy city to come and live in the monastery at Belur and wanted to serve my brothers and mankind. Our master Sri Ramakrishna was the embodiment of the supreme love and devotion so that our own lives must be such that people all over the world burdened by the earthly sufferings and miseries may learn to take his holy name and in him find rest and peace. So that is the mission for which Swami Brahmananda was there for the whole order. And the inspiration of the whole Ramakrishna order is when Swamiji, who was in America then time, that time, returned to Calcutta, he felt relieved of the any further anxiety because he found establishing this order, he found Swami Brahmananda to be the leader of it. His letter to Maharaj were full of the spirit of universal service. And Maharaj, in his return, would inspire his brother disciples with the same ideal. All felt an unbounded confidence in Swami Vivekananda and Maharaj. Two years after Brahmananda's return from Vrindavan, Swamiji came back to Almora and Maharaj himself was the first to welcome his brother, placing a garland, etc. And then the thought came that how the spiritual wisdom can be given to individual monks to build up their life, devotees, and also to keep it for the posterity. To the monks of the order, however, the success when Swami Brahmananda started this ministry in the Belur Mart, various types of activities were going on. The name of the Ramakrishna order was spreading and appreciation was coming from public and also other sources. Then the idea Swami Brahmananda gave that this this appreciation is not the goal of life. To the monks of the order, however, this was of secondary importance and Maharaj ins insisted on this idea that the one purpose of life is to know God. Plunge deep into the sea of bliss and become immortals. Attain knowledge and devotion. Then serve God in mind, mankind. Work is not the end of life. Disinterested work is a means of attaining devotion. Meditate, meditate, and dive deep within. Know that God alone is real. Keep at least three-fourths of your mind in God. It is enough if you give one-fourth to service, work, and worship. See, the giving the spirit, it is not work. You know, work, we all do work. Work is what? Work is always rubbing. Work is always anger. 
work is always ego, fighting, conflict, confusion. But it is not work. That's why the Ramakrishna mission's activity is not work. Sometimes it is a selfless work. No, it is not selfless work. It is practical application of Vedanta, what lived by Swami Brahmananda and others. They felt the Nirvikalpa Samadhi, that oneness with the whole universe. Out of that inner inspiration, they plunge themselves into the work. And they train their disciples to do like that. Swami Brahmananda will be waking up in the morning at three o'clock, naturally, and when they sleep, I do not know. But anyway, at least three o'clock again, getting up. And then the other brahmacharis and monks will assemble in his room and he will meditate with him, giving the inspiration, the boosting, that that is the spirituality, is that dive, meditate, and build up your life. What will you give? There came one time the story <laughs> that uh, so many things come into the monastery for relief and rehabilitation things. People give money, we beg money. And then when the question came, uh, it was called that there was some flood and the brahmacharis and sadhus were called that you will have to go for distributing these things. So after immediately after lunch, you all get ready, eh, boat is ready, take the material and go and serve the flood-inflicted people. Then, some of is probably Baburam Maharaj. That's why the Maharaj was also there. But Baburam Maharaj asked this younger generation people who are get, getting ready to serve. Then he said, uh, what will you give? What will you give to the people? Naturally, spontaneous reply is what? This clothings, this food, the whatever is available, and we got utensils, we'll give them. Then Baburam Maharaj said, no, 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 no. What you will give? Then they, they're puzzled. They do not know what, what am I to give. I am a beggar. I am a monk. I have no position. No. What can I give from myself? Uh, that is the thing you have to give. You give your heart. Give your love. And that love and heart comes not superficial thing. It is not superficial emotions. It comes from the deeper depth of spiritual practice. So that is the thing what is needed. So Swami Brahmananda uh, guided this order in that way. And also, he ch sometimes got really, uh, really mad because, you know, in early days, uh, we have not many people to serve in our centers. And centers were very poor to get their minimum food. It was a difficulty. And naturally, the brahmacharis, the monks, will have to work so hard. And they sometimes don't get much time for their meditation. But Maharaj used to say, that, Maharaj was most interested in the spiritual growth of the disciples in their, uh, than in their efficiency. He once reprimanded a senior disciple who had been put in charge of a younger brother, saying, did I send this young boy to you to make a good clerk out of him? Yes, you have to do work, but spirituality is the major point. And also, looking at the spiritual side of the person is more emphasized by Maharaj. One story is that that some senior disciple is taking a younger disciple to task because he could not do his duties 
And the Maharaj said, of course it is wrong if this young man neglects his allotted duty. You have the right to scold him for that. But tell me, do you ever inquire if he is doing his duty to himself? That means, do you ask him if he is meditating regularly? Or if he has any difficulties in the progress towards God? Is the work of the mission more important to you than this boy's spiritual growth? See, the emphasis is totally different. We think to do work is great and to get good name uh, or the society acknowledgement. That is not the goal of this Ramakrishna tradition, this Vedanta tradition. It is more important we have to grow spiritually. You and us all. This is the great responsibility on us. We may be few in numbers, but Maharaj demanded of us that we should have to be spiritual first. And spiritual first means it will not that I will realize God first, but it should be such a balanced mood that work does become a soothing, pleasing thing as a service, as like doing worship in the temple. The same spirit will be if I can do anything for anyone. But work should not take a toll of me that I am angry, I am frustrated. Stop work. Maharaj would say, stop work. Go. Get out. Do your spiritual practice. So, unless that is done, that spiritual growth is ignored, then purpose of life is meaningless. There are workers in the world. There are great charitable institutions in the world. How many billions of dollars charitable activity going on in different organizations? Yeah, that is good. But this organization has a special value of putting this thrust on our spiritual growth. Anywhere where there is too much conflict in action, we have to understand spirituality is less there. As much spirituality, so much harmony, so much joy, so much sacrifice will come. So this is Swami Brahmananda. And Swami said, when young men of varied temperaments live together, it is only natural that misunderstandings will arise from time to time, no matter how high their common ideal be. But this question is that, that it is only for spiritual growth we should have to focus. And he said that there is one story, in, in, uh, that's a very common story you have heard many times, that uh, there was one some problem in the Benares, one of our center, that uh, work, uh, emphasis on work or on meditation. Naturally, younger generation people, they thought, Work, 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 work. Huh? We'll have to do this, do this. That's good. Good heart. But work is not the goal. So naturally, old timer and new time, new, always that is a conflict, no? <laughs> the elderly people think one way, younger we are younger, we think another way. Now we are older, we think one way, anyone joins us today, they will think in a different way. That difference will be there. But <clears throat> when this conflict rose in such a flight that the work was being disturbed. So, from Belur Mat, Sami General Secretary Maharaj, Sami Sharodhananda came and he saw the situation and it, the conflict went into such a flight 
meditation versus work. Uh, forget meditation. We are doing God's work. We will realize God. Yes, that's true. But to understand God's work, we do some meditation. We can say, I am doing God's work. Uh, when I am doing my ego's work. But it is God's work to understand that we need that basic grounding. So that was the conflict going on. And naturally, senior, older Swamis thought that uh, two or three are the ringleaders. So <laughs> if they are taken to task, uh, then everything will be okay because others understand this point. And so someone is suggesting that let these two, one or two ringleaders be uh, just uh, taken to task and uh, take their name out of the orders list. And then Maharaj listened to that Swami Brahmananda. He said, okay, don't do anything. I am coming. And what he did, he came to Benaras. And then what he started? The first day, everyone is meeting, making their group. Oh, we'll have this argument. I will we'll give this argument to Maharaj. And others are saying, this is the argument. As it happens in anywhere, as if someone come, coming to reconcile the two groups, no? But Maharaj didn't say anything. He just came and started bhajan, lagao, this Ram Nam, and then prayer, and meditation. And in such a way it started one day, two days, three days, five days. Everyone is thinking when Maharaj will call the two parties to reconcile or do something. But he didn't say anything. One day, after a month or so, he said, okay, purchase my ticket to return back to Belun Mott. So he said, what about our problem? There is no problem. He told someone who was very much engrossed into that type of resentment for meditation and other things. He lovingly told them, okay, you take sannas, it is enough time. You should now renounce. You should take the vows of sannas so that you will understand. And he didn't understand. He took it very nicely. And with the Maharaj's instruction, his life was saved. He got spiritual inspiration and gradually understood the purpose and goal of this order. So, add spirituality into the life. That is the instruction, Swami Brahmananda. As he said, you keep your mind 75% in God. And if you give 25%, enough, enough, the world will be flooded with work. Because that will be uh, what is no resistance there. Work becomes work harder when resistance is bigger. No? Friction. Friction is bigger, is it not? What is work? Force into distance. No? Apply the force and how much it moved. But if the resistance is too much, it will not move an inch. Even quarter of an inch. But it's a smooth surface. You press it and it will run. So that is the way how to work versus spiritual discipline and spiritual work is a tremendous difference when this polished surface comes, mind becomes polished and pure and that's why work then becomes joyful. Work, tremendous productivity comes out of a person who are really spiritual people eh? rather than a person who is doing for 10 hours work, even the spiritual person can do within one or two hours because of their resistance-free mind. They have no other inclination or inkling into this world but only to serve the divine. So this whole order stands on this idea of Maharaj, what Maharaj 
gave us. Uh, Swamiji, that's why I wanted in our order. Uh, the monastic order means our, with we, you the devotees and we the monks. That in the discipline, in order, there in, as the expansion of the institution grows, you think, oh, this is wrong. You should make a rule. No, you cannot do that. Made another rule. No, you cannot do that. And naturally, don't do's become rules, become the major thing, and people forget. If you have 20 rules, which will forget? If I only one rule, they tell the truth. And love God. These are the two rules. Or remember God. See, if you say, tell me one rule, I forget whole day. And you give me 20 rules to do this, don't do this, do this, don't do this. Where will we stand? We'll stand on the rules only. So, Samiji, that's why Maharaj said, Samiji has already made our rules for us. We do not need to add any new ones. Add more love, attain more devotion, and help others to move towards the ideal of God. What a wonderful advice. Keep your mind as high as the mountains. That is called Brahman. Eh? That's called, we are all Brahmins, you know, in this current age, we are all Brahmins who are sitting over here. Why? We try to keep our mind in a lofty level. If we can do that, then we are real spiritual seekers, according to Vedanta. Uh, Brahmani, Brahmachari, or it is called Brahmachari or Brahmacharya, all this meaning is to keep the mind in a lofty level. So Maharaj said, keep your mind as high as the mountains in such a level of thought that mind does not go into the petty things of life. Our total energy is wasted in petty things of life. We'll have to do things, but that is not the goal. So Maharaj emphasized that idea. Swami Turiyananda talked about Maharaj, uh, that, uh, that Maharaj carries with him such an intense spiritual atmosphere that whoever comes within his orbit is carried towards God as if by spiritual current and is filled with divine joy. Even Maharaj, you know that story, they create such an ambience and environment that you cannot think of any ugly thought in presence of them. That story, one brahmachari, she thought that uh, we heard that the holy people keep their mind so high that you cannot uh, bring any uh, negative thought before them. So he was hiding behind the chair of Swami Maharaj and he was trying to bring all types of ugly thoughts, uh, whether he can just bring into the awareness. But such a spiritual atmosphere, he could not do anything. And Maharaj suddenly after sometimes looked back and said, could you do it? Could you manage to do it? Could you think of the ugly thought? That means impossible. Such a spiritual realm and environment is created that you are helpless there. You will be lifted. So this is called the dynamo. Eh? That in the, in the orbit you go, you are lifted. And this is a great responsibility for us to be like that because their blessings is with us. Maharaj said, Maharaj another place said that practice, practice. Through practice of spiritual disciplines, the heart will be purified and the new realm will open. 
if we realize that God alone is real and everything else is unreal. But when through japam and meditation a little awakening come, do not imagine you have achieved the end. Light, more light, onward, onward, attain God, gain his vision, talk to him. So this is the point what Maharaj wanted to give us. And that's not to only move on his words, but it is our responsibility how we can imbibe a little bit of this in our life. To be spiritual, to make the target of life God-realization. Wherever we are, we'll have to do it. Otherwise this life is meaningless. My life is come, life will die. One, we, one day we came, one day we die. What is the meaning of this life? Everyone comes and dies. If this is not accomplished, eh? Mahati Binasti Upanishad says, what a great loss, getting this wonderful opportunity, we could not utilize it. And therefore, this type of inspirational life like Brahmananda is before us, we can read, absorb, and imbibe in our life. Thank you. Maharaj, bless us. So, <clears throat> next week, next Sunday, then is our Maharaj's Puja, and it will start at 10 o'clock. And then there will be an own, a video presentation on Indian classical music, Ramnam at 4 o'clock, and little uh, evening prayer, etc. So, please come to join next Sunday and weekday class is same as usual. No. <coughs> so I, I forgot to read a one line because though it is lecture is over <laughs> but I like to add that Sami P, Sami Prabhupada remarks, the success of a religion, religious organization. Religious body does not depend on its external achievements, its efficiency, efficient organization, its buildings, the size of membership, or its, or its philanthropic activities. But upon the inner life of each of its members and the measure of their progress towards devotion and knowledge of God. This is the truth that Maharaj impressed indelibly upon our minds. 
I want to remind all of us on this point that but upon the inner life of each of its members, we are all, in each of our life, that is the call, what Maharaj wants us, and the measures of their progress towards devotion and knowledge of God. This is the truth that Maharaj impressed indelibly upon our minds, and we are listening that message. So that should come to us. Thank you. Uh, no Swamiji house today because we have done this. We went to Vivekananda house uh, probably in the first week on fourth. Yeah. So today, uh, if you can go, your uh, Swamiji house is open. Open means you have to call the Swami. Uh, but but not for our retreat today. Okay. I end with a prayer and we will have some question and session as usual. Om Karati Vachalam Pangung Langhayati Girim Yatripa Tamahang Mande Paramananda Madhavam Om Shanti 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 Our salutation to the Lord Madhava, the embodiment of supreme bliss, by whose grace the mute becomes eloquent and who makes a cripple to cross the mountain. Om peace, peace, peace be unto us all.